Okay, okay, we're going to begin. This is a story called The Tube Pigeon from It's a Rum Life, Book 4, Northcote, 1994-2008. I think before writing this piece, the only other person I have mentioned this extraordinary story to is my sister. She told me categorically that if I wrote the piece, folk would think me totally off my rocker. I related this story to my wife Ruth on my return from the memorable day, and she did not turn a hair. So here goes. The story is quite true. The actual day was sometime in the November of, I believe, 2003, or it could have been 2002. I'd been honorary national chairman of the National Farm Attractions Network for several years and enjoyed the chance to meet other folk from various parts of the UK who were engaged in opening their properties to the public as we were doing at Northcote. Barry Davis, a surveyor and rural planning consultant from Kettering, was our secretary and hardly a week went by when we were not engaged together in some issue or other concerning our national membership. On the actual day of this story, I was travelling to the Earl's Court Exhibition Centre in London to assist on the NFAN stand at a national trades fair. My aim had been to arrive in good time to help set up the stand before the centre opened to visitors at 10am. As usual, I had to travel half the distance from home by car before I could board a train at Peterborough at about 6.30am. By 7.45 I was entering the underground station at King's Cross well on time to arrive at Earl's Court by my target time of 8.30am. Travel stress. It could have been my lack of concentration or just the fact that I had visited the capital so often in the past I thought I knew my way around the underground perfectly. I bought a ticket for Earl's Court and boarded a train that looked as if it was going in the correct direction. West was good and I was casually watching those unique, long, thin maps above the windows opposite, counting off the stations as we passed. There were only three more stations to go, when suddenly the train veered off and headed away from my desired route. I studied the map more intently, and realised we were heading for a dead end. My best laid plans were in tatters. I was not going to get to my destination on time. The train duly stopped at the buffers, by which time I was the only occupant. A ticket collector was manning the barrier, awaiting the first customers of the day, and quickly explained that the train I needed for Earl's Court was on the adjoining platform and would be leaving in just a few minutes. My only companion... I found the train, and it was clearly marked Earl's Court on its marker board. All the carriages were completely empty. It was just as if I was the only human on the planet. This made me rather uneasy, and sapped my confidence somewhat. I entered a door in the centre carriage. This train had forward-facing seats, very much like a bus, and totally different to normal tube trains. 
I chose a seat three down from the doors uh, and on the opposite side of the train facing the direction we should be going to travel. I waited and waited, perhaps for ten minutes. No other passengers came to join me in any of the carriages and then the whole train began to tremble as obviously the driver had arrived and activated the train system. We were going to move shortly. Quite suddenly, and to my absolute surprise, through the same door as I had used, which was still open, a pigeon walked off the platform and into my carriage. As you probably know, some birds hop and some walk on the ground. I distinctly remembering this pigeon walking. It came into the centre of the carriage, looked up and down, then chose the first seat in the row in front of me and quickly flew up and perched on the handrail on top of the seat back. The pigeon was happily perched on the seat rail, facing forwards in the direction the train should be going. I suppose my mouth gaped open. First thoughts were to find an attendant and ensure the train did not start with a distressed pigeon fluttering about in the carriage. It was then I realised that the bird was not distressed at all. It behaved just like any normal commuter. The only difference being, I was the only human in the carriage and the pigeon my only companion. The doors closed with their usual swish and gasp of air and the train moved out of the station. As we gathered speed and smoothly twisted and turned on our journey, my companion remained on his chosen perch and simply leaned left or right as the curves came and went. It was a commuter and had obviously done this all before. Still not believing my eyes, glued on the seat just six feet in front, it came as no surprise when we stopped at the next two stations, doors opening and subsequently closing, and the pigeon resolutely remained on the seat of his choice. The pigeon obviously knew where he wanted to be and was clearly watching through the windows at everything we passed. Earl's Court Station was the next stop, and as the doors opened, my friend hopped down from his seat and walked out of the door. I was still so astonished I almost forgot this was my stop too and only managed to get off the train before it was once more on its way. I think the most astounding thing about the whole episode was not that the bird had actually chosen his seat, perched on the seat back facing the direction he was going and swayed with the train motion. That all seemed so natural after the bird actually walked on board. Everything, everywhere you see birds, they're normally flying. In and out, here and there, they fly. This bird never flew that I saw at all, except to get on and off the seat of his choice. It actually walked on board from the platform, and then when it arrived at its chosen destination, it walked off again onto the platform and disappeared. As I've been writing all the time, I've been wanting to write he or even she. But of course, we did not actually have a conversation. 
few Londoners do, do they? There we are, that's the end of that little story. We hope you've enjoyed it. Brought to you by Cracker Books, written and read by Keith Sanders. Lots more stories to read on Keith Sanders is the storyman.wordpress.com or crackerbooks.wordpress.com. Lots more free audio stories on this Buzzsprout site, and there are dozens of videos to watch on Keith Sanders, the short story man on YouTube. There's a shop where you can see all the stories that you have read or listened to compiled in book form. The books are on sale. They're not expensive. They're downloadable from the internet. Have a look at the site richardkeithsanders.sells.com Thank you for listening.